Bonjour. Bonjour. And welcome to Foreplay Matters because it matters. I'm Madame Boku. And I'm Madame Wee. And welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I know you're really excited <laughs> about this show. This you, show is all about Madame Boku. <laughs> not all about me, but you know, I'm when excited you know to hear it. You know, when you know something like backwards and forwards, and you're just like, somebody comes to you and they're like, well, how do you? And you're just like, oh, I got this. Yeah. I got this. Well, you got this one. <laughs> so today's topic is about becoming a dominatrix, or if you are a dominatrix. But the main thing is because like someone like me that doesn't know much about it, or I don't prefer to be a dom, I prefer to be a sub or switch, but it's, it is quite fascinating though. So I'm gonna um, hand it over to <laughs> Madame Boku because we have a lot of conversations and Madam. it's just, I it's like a constant, um, lesson to be learned well um i don't purport to be an expert but i do know more than a lot of people um <laughs> in this you <laughs> and um you know so um domination um is a consensual exchange of power between two individuals and you cannot be a dom or a dominatrix without having someone who is a subject or a sub um, or submissive. And so um, there is a beautiful dance between the two people that are involved, or three or four, whoever is involved, because sometimes it's not relegated to just two people. Um, But there is an agreement. And so there has to be respect, um, there has to be trust, and um, that's super important. Right. Um, consent. So, consent is. Safe words. Oh my. It sounds like you know a little bit, Madam um, I mean, I have practiced <laughs> engaged as a sub. So, yes, I definitely make sure that safe word is clear before we start. Right. As, uh, and, you know, speaking of uh, safe words, and we can get into this a little bit later, um, for me, my safe word has to be clear, as Madam Wee said. Um, and it's not typically the word no or right. stop because that can be involved in the role playing that's right. happening there. So, you know, it could be that you decided and agreed upon and consented to um, some rough play or a fantasy or being overtaken in that fantasy or role play and stop and, you know, please don't or no would be included in that role play. So, my safe word that I've used in the past is blue. There's no good reason why you should say blue. (laughs) (laughs) So you feel like even saying red or something like that, like red is for stop. So is it best to use colors? I use colors. Other people can I use, use fruits, fruits, right? Yeah, I say banana <laughs> or pineapple. <laughs> you, know, you know, pineapple or banana. Right. Or some, some so, but fruit. something that's out of the context right. of what you're of doing. why you're saying it. Right. Like, why would you say, okay, so let me turn it down a notch right. or whatever. Or let so. me get ready to stop. Uh, or check in. Or check in. Yeah. And so um, we touched on that a little bit on our last episode with anal play and just checking in and making sure that whoever you're with is okay during you know this explorative um, (laughs) event that is happening yeah because it can turn left right real quick real quick so do you feel that um 
this is a part of the BDSM community? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And let's talk about BDSM if you are not familiar. So um, BDSM um, stands for a bunch of things. Um, one of the more common understandings of the acronym is bondage, discipline, it could be dominance, um, submission, uh, sadism, and masochism. So what does all that mean? So sadism is um, if you enjoy inflicting pain on someone. Masochism is if you enjoy having said pain inflicted on you um, or willing to have said pain some people enjoy it. Some people are just willing to, you know, endure it. Um, discipline is correcting and um, being authoritative in a situation. Bondage, oh, I, yeah, I love prefer a good... bondage. <laughs> I don't, I don't prefer inflicting pain or receiving pain. Even though I've been in situations, and we'll get into that, that I was really upset. Um, when I got hit, it right. was like, um, we didn't talk about this. And that's super important is yeah. the communication part. So BDSM um, is a lifestyle. It's um, ways that people can interact with each other and um, have an outlet for their day-to-day, -day, you know, uh, interactions. And then they, um, they play. They have BDSM play and it runs the gamut, as you know. Um, there are many fetishes that can fall in different branches and arms of BDSM and um, the agreement is is that we will play in a safe environment with consent and you can live out these fantasies or things that you feel like you need to kind of exercise out of your system it's a lot like counseling a lot like therapy therapy yeah, yeah. and that's what i wanted to, um again because you just mentioned fetishes okay. and so being a pro dom or a dom it's really you're acting out someone's fetish right so you need to know what your boundaries are right right so um some of the um domination play that i've engaged with um my subject or my sub want to be the pee on them so am I okay with peeing on somebody? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, and I don't want to digress, but I want you to tell the story. And this is, we're here to share, because you know, we're very open, and this is all about our experiences and bring it to you for information and education. That's but a disclaimer. <laughs> yes, but you have to tell the story when we were away and someone, I don't know if he texted you and said to pee in something and mail it to him? Do you remember that? I do re recall that. So what <laughs> happened was... And I was like, what? <laughs> this particular sub um, enjoys golden showers. He absolutely loves it. He does not... And that's another thing. So let's get that clear. Being a dom or a dominatrix or a pro-dom does not require you to have sex. If you want to, that may be part of your play, but it's not required. It's not even an expectation. Oftentimes, it's like, are you crazy? You really thought that you were going to touch my body? You know, like, that's not ever going to happen. Right, because don't they have to ask? They have, have to, to ask for permission or you to show to... gratitude, right? <laughs> to I show do know adoration. That. I do know that. To show respect. Yeah. To, to, um, to herald all of those wonderful to things. To kiss your hand, to kiss, kiss your feet. Yes, it, like you literally are treating me as a, an object of worship. Okay, the same way that you would revere and, and worship, you know, um, an icon. That's what 
I'm here for, for you to do that to me. And oftentimes, I don't want to get off track with the pee-pee boy, but um, often, <laughs> do want to know oftentimes um, my subs are people that have extreme power, um, are power players in their careers, they're CEOs, they're high-powered attorneys, they are um, business owners, and um, they don't want to have to be in control when they are in a session. Um, they want someone else to take control. They want someone else to be the authoritarian. And it's not me stealing power. They're lending their power to me. Right. And I'm engaging for that duration, that, that time period of taking on the power that they've lent me and um, putting them in a situation where they have an outlet. Back to PP Boy. So, and then we'll touch on that because most will work with someone that they don't know right or they don't have an intimate relationship with like like their spouse right again this gets back to and we'll touch on this it's like therapy it's yeah. like their outlet yeah but we'll get into that so uh christine and i were i don't even remember where we are where we were but i did get a text from my sub and uh, again he enjoys the golden showers and i have on occasion um, if I knew that I wasn't going to be around, but he needed his outlet, I would pee into like a, you know, a Fiji water bottle and um, collect the pee in the bottle. And then I would just place it outside, like next to a tree, and I would tell him where it is. And he would oh, go. Oh, not even his door. You didn't right. to him. <laughs> it was like, it was like, if it's where, like a treasure hunt. Yeah, where is Waldo? Like, where is the pee? <laughs> and he would go and he would be absolutely thrilled that it's kind of like a game so now I got to go out I got to find this bottle and I and he would find it and he would text me immediately thank you mistress I, thank you so much I cannot wait or I you know I'm literally shaking like physically shaking that you know like I've just found this I'm going to take it home and I'm going to you know like just drench myself all over your you know with all of your nectar and um, so it's so, not like you had to be present to even be in that role. I actually just like threw that out one day and he was all for it. He was he, excited. He was ex like physically shaking excited wow. about it. Um, so again, um, you know, you have a, a certain agreement beforehand about what the boundaries are, but sometimes you can push those boundaries a little bit just to see what the person's reaction is. And at some point, you probably get tired of doing the same things over, over and right. over again. Okay, how many times am I going to bull whip this guy? How many times, you know, am I going to walk on his chest? How many times am I, you know, going to make him crawl across the floor? So sometimes you have to interject something new, um, and this is where your creativity comes into to play and the great thing about um being a dumb and being a sub is that um, it's almost like improv like sexual improv like you get to role play and and be the fantasy that you've had in your mind and it's now playing out in front of you and so now what do i do what yeah, do i I'm sure it's all kinds of emotions oh, yeah. excitement nervous yeah. You know, a lot of anxiety. Fear. Knows? Yeah, fear. Yeah. As well. But Joy. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Undulation. Undulation. So, so, you know, um, it's an opportunity to just explore in a safe environment, environment right. without judgment. And so that brings us back to, you know... Um, so you have an opportunity to be with um, someone that doesn't know you, right? So um, can a spouse be a dom? Yes. Can, um, you know, your girlfriend 
or a boyfriend be a dom? Yes. Um, they can be dominating and not necessarily a dom right. to you. Um, and so this, that's the difference I think you were explaining to me in a previous conversation between, between a pro-dom yeah. and a dom. Yeah. So your intimate partner is a dom, yeah. but a pro-dom is someone that you pretty much hire so, or you go to a dungeon? Right. Like, so explain that. There's a, a, a bunch of different iterations of what a dom, a pro-dom, a dominatrix is. Um, to me, and I'm sharing with you my experience, a pro-dom um, either has a full dungeon set up in their home or they work out of a dungeon. And this is something that's regulated. Um, the state knows about it. Um not necessarily what's in the home, but in a dungeon that would be more regulated. So you can there's dungeons in New York City. That's a lot of them in New York City. <laughs> I actually I googled it. Yeah, I actually googled it, and I was like, wow, you know, it's a lot going on in New York where I am born and raised, to, which yeah, is why, why I know you're all of this. <laughs> It's a lot of them, which is interesting because then when you look at California, it was like more polyamorous. It's mm-hmm. like a more kind of ooh, flower power. Well, that's always flower kids. Yeah, <laughs> it was just interesting to see where the everything dynamic. is, the dynamics, and then Nevada pretty much had dungeons, but they had rules to or regulations right. to it, like New York. You can actually put insert something in someone's butt. However, in Nevada, you cannot. Well, because I think you're infringing upon the prostitution area, um, which is legal in Nevada. It's, it's, yeah, penetration. Right. So maybe there are there's levels to this in Nevada. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I was quite fascinated that there's laws right. to sex dungeons. Right. Right. Yeah. So um. So I so I don't forget. Um, Oftentimes, a person that is submissive or looking for an outlet will seek out someone that they don't know right. uh, to um, dominate them. This is my experience. And so if you're a dom out there and your experience is different, hit us in the comments. Um, but um, it allows them a certain level of anonymity um, and um, a judgment-free zone. So they can be uh, forthwith and completely truthful and just put everything out on the table as far as what their fantasies are, what it is that they're seeking, and um, what they hope to get out of the interaction or session um, that you're about to engage in. I like to ask questions before anything happens. So I would literally go through um, a question and answer type of you know interview application um, do you process. have them sign an, a contract or an agreement? So it depends on what the situation is and how I'm feeling about the situation. Most times I don't. Most times it's a verbal contract that you have. I understand it is this, 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 that, and the other. However, there are certain circumstances, um, for example, like a 24-7 type of situation. A 24-7 um, situation is you are a dominant um, you have a person that is a submissive, and you are going to be in this perpetual state of role play um, for 24 hours, seven day, days a week. There is no and break. so there's a contract. So there's a contract because there's boundaries that need to be established within. I'm sure that could be exhausting. My gosh, I can't imagine it. I mean, like, I'm so glad when a sub leaves. I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I can't imagine because it requires a lot from you. Right. So now you have to be in that constant state of mind all the time. There's no break for you. I, you know, I need a break. Right. I need a minute. This is also an outlet for me as a dom to to be able to have someone trust me that much and to be able to connect with them on an empathetic level mm-hmm. as well where um how wonderful is it that you can allow someone um the space to fulfill your fantasy of being degraded fulfill your fantasy of being humiliated fulfill your fantasy of being electrostimulated or beaten or flogged or whatever and and I'm connected with that freedom. Mm-hmm. So that also gives me something as well. So, because you had mentioned this, and I, because I want people to really start to visualize what this <laughs> entails. Mm-hmm. So you had, um, and you kind of said mistress. Yes. Well, so, there's plenty of names. Now. Yeah. So I want you to kind of tell the audience, like, you know, how how it is as far as, I guess, authority and how they're supposed to call you, what you're supposed to wear. Um, oh, this is going to go, go be really fun. So <laughs> there's lots of terms and uh, that are used and titles that are used. So um, And it goes both ways. So for me, um, my preference is to be called mistress, matress, or madame. Okay? That's, and then my name follows that so mistress your actual name or another name my actual name oh, okay, okay. actually uh-huh. um but for these purposes madam boku so <laughs> <laughs> um so um or milady or um dame boku okay. or milady boku or lady boku or, or all of those things um on the flip side uh when referring to a sub it can be whatever you agree on, or the sub will say, well, whatever you want to call me. So if I want to call you a little piggy, or if I want to call you doggy, or if I want to call you puppy, come here, puppy. Come here, puppy. And I guess you have that conversation if someone actually has that kind of animal fetish. Right. Then they will probably go into that role right. and want that. Right. Whereas someone may be like, no, you're not going to call me no dog. Right. And so, so then you, you call me this. Right. right. You call me baby or you call me right. whatever. Sweet, um, sweetie. Come here, lamb. Come here, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and so. But I'd be like, you got to say, come here, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, and then it's established that that is what that, that's the name exchange that's right. going to happen right. and um, woe be to you if you do not call me mistress woe be to you if you, you know you call me my name without the mistress oh what's going to happen well you'll be corrected okay. how are you corrected <laughs> well see now this is the trick because sometimes you have a very naughty sub that will do that on purpose to get corrected so mm. you have to be clear about what if it was a mistake or are they doing it on purpose because they want me to flog them they want me to you know use the riding crop on them they want me to whatever um so and these are your tools and these are some of the tools that we'll <laughs> discuss a little bit later. Um, so that's really important to establish beforehand. Um, also establishing that um, anytime that a sub wants to do something that they use please and thank you. Um, that's very important as well. So if mm. I'm listening and you did not say please, I'm listening, you did not say thank you, mistress. 
you did not say thank you, matress. Well, what is going on? Mm. Do you and think you gotta correct? Now I have to correct. Do you think that's funny? Like, why are you here? Why? Why are so you? So it's here? like some people like punishment. Oh, they love it. Mm. Oh, they love it. And again, we're talking about you have power players that they are exacting power and authority over teams of people all day. And so this is such a rush. This actually releases endorphins when they are able to have the thrill of excitement, thrill of fear, the, thr the thrill of impact play. And it releases endorphins, which um, feel like a natural high. So right. this, this is all biological and mental at the same time. So um, a lot goes into this. Now, what about um, dress? Because, I mean, I, and we'll get into it. <laughs> you know, what, what do you wear for these sessions? Oh, what do you wear? Yeah. You can wear anything, really. But I, in my personal experience, I have a latex fetish. So I love latex. Um, just in case anyone wants to send um, any gifts, we will put a P.O. box below. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, I mean, shout out your latex designer. So, because uh, I met her and she. Madam Wee and shop. I went to New York City for one of our um, tours, and I took her to the latex guru of New York City, the Baroness. And. It, she is, she's been in the business for decades. My first piece of real latex was gifted to me from the Baroness and I have not deviated since then. And she's in what, East Village? Yeah, she's in the, she's in the village. If you just type in Google, the Baroness and write latex Wonderful right after Wonderful lady. It. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, excellent designer. Um, but I will say that, you know, on our sex tour, because we do these sex tours when we travel different places, and we were in New York for several things, and so um, um, Madame Boku had me visit the Baroness, and I thought that I, you know, you were excited. You were like, I was oh, excited, yes. I was so excited, but then I got in there and I realized I don't like the smell of latex, mm -hmm. I didn't like the touch of it, I was so ready to leave. <laughs> But I was excited because she was getting a custom piece made. Right. And I was like, okay, I can be the stylist. I can be like, that looks good. Go on. No, no, you know, no, not that color. Not that color, yeah. So I was like advising on the style side of things. But I was like surprised that I was like, no, I don't like this. It, I prefer, and I'm such a tomboy right. that I thought I would like it, but I prefer like lace and yes. leather. So to your point, and we started this off with like, what do you wear? And um, my response is and was, um, you wear what you like. You wear anything. And so, but most people know when you're a dominatrix, you got to be in some type of power suit. You can, you can, but a power suit could be a lace bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you know some 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 red lips, some red lips, and you know some high, some heels. high heels, some boots. Um, you know, because boots are meant for walking, and sometimes <laughs> I walk on your chest. So <laughs> oh God, that sounds painful. <laughs> But um, but it could be anything. It could be leather. 
It could be just all black. It could right. be whatever. And now latex. But something that gives you that sense of power. It is, is that literally it is? like a wardrobe change and you're about to go on stage and you okay. step into the role that you are going to play. For me, that is latex. I love the constriction of latex. I love the feel of it. I do love the smell of it. I love the snap. You pull it. And you... I love for my subs to shine up my latex. That's oh, a yeah. treat. I for did. Them. Yeah, I was like, you gotta actually lubricate. You have to lubricate. I was like, what are you doing? Let me tell you it's something. Like a you pay, condom. If you pay twelve, <laughs> you don't pay twelve hundred dollars for a condom. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if you, you know, uh, yeah. me, I'm protected from sex. I'm not having it. Uh, so you can't get this off me. Uh, <laughs> Yes, but um, one of the pleasures that I do allow my subjects to have is to actually lube up my um, latex and latex has to be cared for. It gets dull when it's not in use. And so um, your treat, because you were such a good little subby, is <laughs> that you can shine it up and shine it like a little red apple. I have a red one. It's dope. No, um, it actually looks really good on her. <laughs> Uh, so that, but it could be leather. There's people that have leather fetishes, and so they can wear that lace. Um, they have lace fetishes. Sometimes, um, you know, they want all black. But what I was going to say is latex comes in all kinds of colors. So, yeah, it does. Um, and actually, if you want to see this suit, it's actually on Secret Society Life on our Instagram page. Just scroll, scroll, when scroll we were down. In, yep. At the Baroness. So you can actually you can get a look sneak peek. And get a sneak peek and see how peek. wonderful and um, Madame Boku looked in it. <laughs> Thank you so um, very much. So as far as I want to get back to, you know, the, I guess the thing is, is this taboo anymore? You know, after 50 shades of gray, it's like that movie kind of started to make BDSM and this dominatrix and this, this kind of community, um, mainstream or, um, commercial, I guess I can say. So what is your take on just the way things are today. So I never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. So let's be clear about that. I remember yeah, was, when it came out. It was out. very like. Uh, I was I was totally. I think because just hanging with you, Madam Boku, I kind of was like wanting a little more. Right, I was right. like, mm, y'all need to do something a little. Yeah, stronger. I just I had no inclination to go watch it, so yeah. I can't even comment on like the the it juxtaposition very, between. It was very two. commercialized. I guess they had. Well, they didn't have to do that, but. Uh, I do think that there's um, still some level of taboo when attached to um, different types of fetishes, um, but I do think that uh, movies like Fifty Shades of Grey and um, the internet and social media has um, actually kind of destigmatized um, some aspects of BDSM um, and doming and subbing. There's people that are on Twitter now, like literally, if you are looking for a dominatrix, you hashtag dominatrix or you hashtag um, findom. Oh my goodness, what's findom? We'll talk about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I want to get into other types of dom. Being right. a dominatrix, it's like I'm telling you, it's a lot. There's of levels to this, Hetty. There yeah. are levels to it. Um, so it has destigmatized it in some fashion. I think in terms of the commercialism that Fifty Shades of Grey kind of put out of there, but there are things that are really like underground still um, in terms of BDSM. But the interesting thing about Fifty Shades of Grey, because just from my research, and it's more women that are the dominatrix than the male. 
And um, and in Fifty Shades of Grey, of course, it was the male. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also based on, I guess, his upbringing. But it was a female that introduced it to him. And mm -hmm. then he was introducing it to his partner. Right. So, um, and I guess from our conversation, you always say you have to be a sub before you can become a dom. So that was my experience. And um, let me just be clear. There are plenty of men doms out there. So uh, there's daddy doms. There's bondage doms. There's like all oh, there's terms. Yeah, daddy there's daddy doms. There's, yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you say I need to call you daddy? I don't call anybody daddy. That's because uh, you're a dom. <laughs> but he's a dom. But yeah. yeah right. I mean, that, in that circumstance, yes, yes that, Yeah, they, they certainly would. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so just be clear that that is a part of it but I mean just researching everything that came up for me was all women and yeah. pretty much they were saying you know most alpha males want to be dominated um, and you had stated that <laughs> yeah. most are powerful CEOs. That's been my experience. I mean, you know, and, and hello, let's be real. In, in this world today, most of our CEOs, I mean, they're starting to move to women, but most of them are powerful men. They are. So, um, and, and pretty much this dominatrix stated that, um, that she's never met a single person that doesn't have a kink, a fetish, or a fantasy of some sort. Yeah. Um, so Whether I you talked about it or not. Right, 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 and mm -hmm. exactly, and so they reach out to a pro dom or something because they don't want to be judged, yeah, and they want to get that outlet. That's um, I, I, and I think it's important to have that outlet so that you can just operate and you know without duress, um, and and that's in every in any form. It doesn't necessarily have have to be that you get the beat the the shit beat out of you, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it could be in any form, but to just have an outlet, um. And, and also, yes, typically that profile fits for someone that is a submissive where it's a powerful person that wants to just like let some steam off and have someone else take control. But, um, you know, in my career life, I was a high powered executive. And so it, it would make sense for the profile for me to be a sub, but I wound up being a dom. Now I can switch. I don't often do that um so for the most part i'm in the realm of dominating right. and i enjoy it i really do enjoy uh, being in that space um however there are there are spaces where there are people that are switches what's a switch well madam we you know what a switch is yeah because i'm i'm a sub <laughs> i prefer primarily. to be, i primarily mm. i prefer to be um, because again, I have, I dominate in every aspect of my life. So when I get in the bedroom with my lover, I prefer him to dominate me. Um, however, if I have to switch, um, you know, I can do that as well, but a switch is pretty much where you can go between a, being a dominatrix mm -hmm. or I shouldn't say a dominatrix. I don't categorize myself as a dominatrix, being a dominant. just being a dominant, mm -hmm. you know, dominating that situation. Right. Because I will say this, I may dominate if I feel like, okay, I'm playing off of his body language. Mm -hmm. I'm playing off of something. And if I see that, oh, He's just not moving in a direction that I need him to go in. Then I will switch to a dominant, but I will also switch back to a submissive once I get him. <laughs> it's like it's, it's kind of like a switch is kind of like getting them where they need to be. Mm -hmm. so and you then get you where switch you so be. I can get where I need to be. <laughs> right. And so that's a switch. A switch is where you're able to actually go between both roles. Very, yeah. well, very nicely said. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about different... Um, um, levels of domination and um, I spoke very briefly I just mentioned the terminology fin dom. 
Yeah, which so is a financial is, domination. Yes, it is. And so what is that? that this is crazy. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, I'm not saying that this is a crazy good thing. I wish I want to learn because if I can get some, go ahead, Madam Booker. <laughs> if I can get somebody to just hand over their okay. ATM card. So <laughs> there is um, a an arm, a branch of dominating called FINDOM. And it stands for, or they call it FINDOM or FINDOM. And it stands for financial domination. And basically, and I am not one of these, um, and if you are one, please let us know and come on the show because I'd love to interview you. But my understanding of FinDoming is um, a dominatrix or a dom who requires financial um, tributes or donations for... <laughs> donations? <laughs> How like a donation? <laughs> Is that what you put on your tax form? I don't know. Um, you know, that's a good point. Isn't it? Right. <laughs> so, um, and the exchange, it can be over the internet or um, there are actual real-time, you know, meets. So, they call it a cash meet or an ATM meet. And so, the DOM, the, the, the FinDOM will arrange to meet the pay pig. This is the submissive. And he, or cash cow, or <laughs> there's lots of terms, terms yeah. and terminology, um, will arrange to meet this person at a, a bank or ATM. Um, they offer the cash. The FinDom takes the cash from them, or snatch it, snatch it up, or, you know, takes it from them. Um, and they part ways or um, he'll kiss her hand or he'll get down on the floor and kiss her feet. And they part ways. And that's, that's it. it. That is it. And just walk away. So it's away. just like, give me your money. Give me your money. So my whole thing is everybody that's sticking up somebody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> be a part of this community where you actually just have someone hand over the cash and to they you. they want to. <laughs> Don't like, stick them up. They, they actually want to. They, they'll say something like, the pay pig will say something like, Mistress, I want you to drain me. I want you to drain me financially. Uh, and, and it's up wow. to her. Ethically. Drain me financially? Drain me financially. So someone's willing to go broke? And they have. Matter of fact, there was a, a legal case that happened um, where a guy wound up killing his family what? because he had um, completely like just exasperated um, the finances. Mom, the dad, somebody else, all, all dead. Um, and this woman overseas that he was sending, you know, money to, money to completely exhausted all of the funds and because it was starting to be questioned he just freaked out and wound up killing because the it was his fetish because it and was he didn't fetish. know how to explain he didn't know how to explain wow. stop it anything now this guy is doing life in prison and she's spending his money so wow. there's a dark side to yeah. this as well you know what i mean so um i i'd like to say that i um coined the term ethical dom uh, ethical domination but you have to have some ethics about what it is that An you're integrity. doing right, right when you're engaging with someone um however what typically happens that's the extreme side yeah. what typically happens is um the sub the pay pig will say i want you to drain me i want you to drain me financially and she says well take all your money out and paypal me or venmo me or cash at me um whatever uh, you know tribute me 
And they do it. And then um, oftentimes they'll just drop out of communication because they fucked up their finances so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have to change. And then it's over. Right. And then um, it's over. Or they like, you know, like slink back, you know, like after a year or two when they have, you know, a lump sum of money that they can, you know, be drained of. You know, let me ask you something. Um, because this is, this is quite fascinating. So the Dom... Apparently, do you feel that the Dom also has this fetish and fantasy of doing this to someone and then the sub has the fetish and the fantasy of receiving oh, it? So, absolutely. so it's a psychological It's a psychological love. ebb and flow. Okay. It really is. It really is. Um a dominatrix, a dom typically does get something from right. the sub. It's not just the sub. It's not just the sub. And so a lot of times people think, oh, a dominatrix is a cold-hearted bitch and this and any other. No, not always the case. Now, there's some people that are emotionally imbalanced and do this, all right? And in those cases, yes. But typically, and actually this research has been done that people that participate in BDSM are more psychologically healthy than other people because they have an outlet. Because they have an outlet. Because right. they have, a, they're not pent up and just like, you know... Um, sitting on all of these things that are going on inside of them sexually or, you know, from a, a fantasy uh, perspective. So that's one good reason to indulge in BDSM. Well, another type of, and you and I had talked about this, is this black male fantasy dominatrix. Okay. So the black male fantasy, now you you came across this in yeah. uh, with an article and my understanding of this, and I would not recommend it, but there are some people that have fit figured out a healthy balance between um, this fantasy and illegality, right? So um, if I were advising someone, which I am not, um, but if I were, it would be um, you, it would be that you need to make sure that you have a waiver, you have some kind of a, uh, you, you have some kind of a waiver that's taken uh, that you have signed. Um, some kind of a contract agreement that you understand that um, this was agreed to beforehand um, and that there will not be any kind of legal uh, ramifications for um, participating in this exchange with each other. So that's important. But the premise is that um, the Dom is going to blackmail the sub um, and excuse the background noise, we're in a public space. Um, but the Dom is going to blackmail the sub in, um, it's in a way that would be financially beneficial or um, the fear of um, exposing this particular person. So this is where the area gets gray and sketchy and so you have to really set out boundaries around this particular behavior. I would have a contract, a waiver, something that says we agree to this. Um, but basically, there's like computer apps that you can hijack somebody's computer, shut them down, they can't do anything on the computer at all, and then the Don will send a text and say, um, I will release this when you release so-and-so such-and-such funds to my Venmo. Um, and that's the thrill, is that they are being forced to do something. Wow. That is... I mean, it's kind of like... You always say that's weird, that's crazy, that's the judgmental but part that's of it. somebody's thing. But that's somebody's thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's like, that's their outlet. 
Um, again, I guess as long as it's not hurting anyone. Right. I mean, like you had consensual. the ex- like you, it's consensual. <laughs> like you had this extreme case mm-hmm. um, that I guess it can go too far. But I guess. Excuse me. Anything can go too far. Anything can go too far. Yeah, because, I mean, like I had stated earlier with me being a switch where I had to switch. It's like, okay, I'm the sub. I'm getting pleasure. Um, he's get, he's doing what he needs to do. Um, I like more the bondage. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's, like, tying me up and I'm um, doing, you know, what he needs to do. And I have to, you know, say what I have to say. <laughs> you know, and however, he took a dry brush and because because pretty much we were going to do a bath mm-hmm. you know and um and we had a dry brush because you know dry brushing is good for circulation lymphatic drainage right and so i had um did all this seaweed stuff so i was like okay at that time i was into the seaweed wraps and the the seaweed bath and mm-hmm. the muscle e stuff mm-hmm. and the dry brushing and mm-hmm. i was doing all that so i pretty much the whole point of why i had to set up was for us to do our bath not for him to hit me with the dry brush <laughs> and that was him being a dominant and it was like but we didn't discuss this so i had to become a switch real quick i had right. to become dominant and be like um <laughs> not <laughs> So, so, so I had to pretty much say um, no, and it was no. It wasn't like I remained in my sub role. Right. I pretty much switched, switched real, to, quick. real quick to a dominant, and um, and had to kind of take control to get us back into our role playing. And this is why communication is so important because um, yes, sometimes you push boundaries, but you have to know what the boundaries are first of all. Yeah, especially when you're breaking the <laughs> blood vessels in my ass. I just dry brush. It, it was just dry. But that's not the the dry brush is not the proper tool to be a dom um, or you should have in your dom toolkit. Right, so that right. leads us to what should be in your dom What's toolkit. What's in your toolbox, right? So um, there's plenty of things that can be, you know, utilized. And um, some of the things, if you are setting something up in your home that could be discreet, are hooks from your ceiling. So in your bedroom, you can have hooks that are, you know, that are drilled in. Have a mason, you know, like put them up there so that there's like, you know. Um, support for whatever is about to be applied to those hooks but um if you have hooks in the ceiling um and you have a bar like a you know you can suspend things a suspension bar you can suspend things from that bar you can do handcuffs you can do straps you can do all kinds of lovely tricks um and then when you're done with it you can remove them from the hooks and it's very discreet so that's you know one thing that you can do if you want to get into like you know restraint um you can use those types of things but um easy breezy you know throw in the draw kind of stuff uh, whips your cat and nine tails um riding crops um the things that are handheld a paddle not a dry not brush, a dry brush. <laughs> but a paddle a that has actually um one of the paddles that i have um, it has fur on one side and the other side. So it's is soft. So it's soft. But sometimes people like a harder touch. So on the flip side, it's made out of wood. And um, it's also important to warm up someone if they do like impact play to warm them up. So how do you warm somebody up? If I'm using a cat of nine tails, and a cat of nine tails is basically a handle that has um, nine leather. Um, you know, um, strands of, uh, that are attached to that handle and hence the cat O nine tails. Um, and so, um, you know, if you just like 
flog the shit out of somebody, it could really hurt. However, mm. you can introduce it slowly by starting softly and starting slowly and increasing the pressure slowly over time. You'll see the skin, if someone has fair skin, that is starting to warm up. You can start to see the blood flow starting to come to the surface of the skin, but it has to be done you know, slowly and introduced slowly. Um, what else? Rope. Oh, I love rope. Um, I have a purple rope. You have a purple rope. I do. I love it <laughs> so very much, and so do my loyal subjects. They um, say rope is more personal than handcuffs. I don't particularly like handcuffs, handcuffs because you really can't control, like, um, like um, handcuff marks on. They have to go to work on my yeah. day. <laughs> but the rope isn't going to leave marks? No, not necessarily. If you know how to tie somebody up properly, it doesn't leave marks. And um, for the most part, nobody's struggling that hard. Well, I mean, and it's also, I mean, because we've gone to the AVN conference, we've gone uh, to the sex expo. We're overdue. We, yeah, I know, for another one. Um, oh, yeah, that, oh, we missed it. Just it. Passed. it just passed, it just passed, yeah. We missed it. Oh, we have to catch it next year. Mm -hmm. um, but we've seen this Japanese rope tying. It's yeah, like shibari. art. It's yeah. like art. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is a part of this culture. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, you can Google shibari um, rope tying. And I mean, it, there is an art to this type of tying um, with the rope. But this is not your typical Boy Scout knot. Um, you know, this is, you know, um, intricate and it takes time. And that's also part of the um, experience for the person that's being bound is that how much time that it takes and how um, their body is being contorted and constricted over the course of that time. It really is beautiful. Um, let's see what else. Bondage, bondage tape. tape. I love bondage tape and it comes in lovely colors. Mine is black, but it comes in red. <laughs> uh, it comes in green. It comes in all kinds of colors. Um, it's a quick and easy way to um, bind someone and it's also a quick and easy release. So if they freak out, <laughs> if they weren't because ready, it won't hurt, it won't pull their skin. It doesn't pull their the skin, hair. right? It's not sticky tape. It's actually, uh, you know, it's almost like saran wrap, but oh, thicker, okay. where it adheres to itself on the outside. So um, that's fun. I have that. I just found that today. I was looking through my box. Um, <laughs> condoms. I have condoms everywhere in my apartment. Um, so that's super important. Lube. We talk about lube. I feel like almost every episode. So we're talking about lube. We gotta have a good lube. <laughs> but that's, that's why we need to make our own lube. <laughs> <laughs> but that's important. And then your wardrobe. Yeah, your your wardrobe, wardrobe change. Who are you gonna be today? Are wow, you... that's the exciting part. <laughs> are you gonna be a nurse? Are you gonna be, are you gonna be Wonder Woman? Well, who are you gonna be? Are you gonna be a French maid? Who are you going to be today? And so that's fun. Um, there are masks. There are leather masks um, Ooh, okay. that you can um, use for sensory deprivation. So sometimes your sub um, wants the uh, experience of um, sensory deprivation. They don't want to be able to see. So you have... I like wearing um, blindfolds and masks. I do. <laughs> Look, I triggered something from yeah, that. Yeah, I do like that. Because it's like, I don't know if you're coming. And then I'm a sensory person. Mm -hmm. So it kind of heightens because I can't see. It, does. it heightens my other senses. And it kind of makes the whole sexual experience right. or whatever we're engaging in 
um, I feel a lot like taking it to the next level. It does. And sometimes people stack the sensory deprivation. So they'll not only bind their eyes or cover their eyes, but they'll also use earplugs. So that heightens the sensory, the sensations even more because you can't hear if they're coming. You can't see if they're coming. Now your skin is super sensitive. Mm. <laughs> and I add some Your edibles. sense of smell. Add is, some edibles. Right. To so if I have a perfume, all of a sudden you can, oh, wow. you can smell when I come into the room right. right now you can't see me you can't hear my footsteps but you can smell when I came into the room so now you're just, like now you're excited mm -hmm. um, so it's knowing those different types of things there's so much to research um, but what fun research what fun research yeah I mean I definitely find it quite fascinating I mean to the point that I mean but I'm one of those people that will be fascinated but then I'll explore mm -hmm. um, so therefore I went and visited um, the Baltimore Playhouse which is a BDSM dungeon mm -hmm. um, and it was quite fascinating to see everything that was going on in this dungeon um, and it was wide open you had the rope the Japanese rope tying yep. that was happening. Mm -hmm. And actually, the young lady was doing it on herself. Wow. And that was interesting because I was like, okay, let's see how she's going to get out of this. <laughs> but it's like I wasn't willing to stick around right. as long as it takes. Because it takes a while. Yeah. It was, I mean, you have to have patience. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a, a couple that, of course, she was um, bound to a, a, a cross. Yep. Um, and she pretty much was being paddled mm -hmm. to the point that she was bleeding mm -hmm. and she was taking it. Yeah. Um, another was an acupuncture table mm. that they were just getting acupuncture put in and that's what they want. And mm -hmm. then the most fascinating that I remember is um, a young man, I don't, and I don't know what they put on his body, but then they, um, it was fire. fire. Let him on fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and then she blew it out. Mm -hmm. And then it was like he got something out of it. He wasn't burnt. Right. It wasn't third degree burns. Right. It was just like he was, of course he was red because right. he was fair skinned. Mm -hmm. But um, I was like, wow, like someone wants to be set on fire. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 we go right back to um, being in a safe enough space and being with a person that you can trust is going to take care of you during this explorative event and and that's really the key it's like okay i've always thought about you know um being lit on fire and so what's the safest way to to do this to explore that fantasy and someone being willing to be responsible for that level of safety and having you fulfill that fantasy so right. um it's, it runs a gamut so i want to leave with how that Dom feels, you know, the confidence, mm -hmm. like, does it build their self-esteem? Um, does it create this sense of power? Mm -hmm. um, so give us a little, you know, what's in your head. I think for me, and I can only speak for me again. Um, yes, absolutely. It, it builds a sense of confidence. I think that um, especially for people that are nurturers. So I'm a nurturer outside of my um, regular life. I've always been the good daughter, the good wife, the good, um, you know, sister. And um, always making sure everything was so and just right and not really having an outlet for what I want, what how I want something to go. It is what it's supposed to be, but not necessarily related to what I want. Um, and in a, a domination situation, you actually 
um, you're fulfilling someone else's fantasy, but you also do so in a way that someone lends their power to you. They are feeding into, um, today I am the biggest person on the face of the planet. Today, um, you know, I'm a bully. Today, I'm a princess. Today, I am. And, and so that power exchange is, is dual. It's not just me taking from this person. It feeds my ego. It feeds my ego for someone to adore me, for someone to, you know, revere my feet. They might have a foot fetish and to kiss my feet and to call me queen or to call me goddess or, or what have you, or mistress or matress or, or madam or whatever it is. Um, so, yes, it, it feeds me as well. Um, and that's my experience. It totally boosts the ego, totally, you know, raises your um, confidence. Do you still have low days after you do this? Yes. Yes, you do. But in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, oh, it's glorious. Okay. And then when I ask someone, what do they think when they hear the word dominatrix? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because they were like, they just tend to think of men being tortured by thin, beautiful white <laughs> women with dark hair, dressed top to bottom in leather. But the truth is most women um, that engage in this are of, come in all shapes, sizes, colors, mm -hmm. ethnicities, ages, um, maybe married, single, with children in school, mm -hmm. making money to put them through school, mm -hmm. and so forth. So, you know, the misconception of um, the people that engage mm -hmm. in this type of BDSM um, is just not true. And, you um, again, I'm... I'm so grateful for um, the advent of social media and um, you know attention being brought to the BDSM community because you can see it already. You know you can see that there's communities for all types of um, different uh, dominatrixes, communities for um, submissives as, as well, and it is as diverse as you know walking through New York City. You see all shapes, sizes, colors, um, as you mentioned. Uh, it, it, tip, it is absolutely a diverse community. Um, so, you know, just know that whatever you like, it's out there. Now, is this look quite lucrative? Can you be well compensated in this industry or... Because I know you said you like gifts. I like gifts. So, so you, you know, don't prefer so getting compensated? That, that was never um, what I went into it for. I am um, a lover of human behavior. And so to have a better understanding of like what makes somebody tick or why would they want to do that or, or why would you trust me with this um, was fascinating to me. And I like gifts. Can <laughs> this be lucrative? Yes, it can. Um, but just like anything can be lucrative. You right. know what I mean? Like you, It's work. There are people that dedicate their whole day. I don't have that much time. But there's people that dedicate their whole day. They create a profile. They um, if work they're off an of, independent dom. right. If they're an independent <laughs> dom, they um, they create profiles. They go on websites. They um, talk to or create a prof profile about what it is that their specialties are. And um, Twitter, like you can go hashtag FinDom on Twitter, and I promise you, you will find. Um, plenty of women that are out there that are doing this um, and you can hashtag submissive and you can find plenty of men or women that like to be in that role as well 
Um, there are websites that you can go to um, that have a communities for different fetishes. And um, so that can also be an opportunity for you to commercialize and market what it is mm -hmm. that you're or doing. Or you just go and interview to work in a sex dungeon. Or you just go to New York City. Yeah, go to New York City. <laughs> go take a vacation. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they actually interview people to work and, in and a they, sex dungeon. They yeah. set it up that way. Yeah. Um, but this is a huge fantasy. Even in um, sex clubs, you have a BDSM room. Yeah. Where that that speaks to that fetish or that right. fantasy, so um, it is it's normal, like you know, um, to have these types of um, fantasies around this uh, particular quote unquote alternative lifestyle, which seems more you know you know normalized um, you know every day that goes by, but it is something that is accessible, right? And you can make money if you want to make money. I don't make money. I'll get gifts. <laughs> well, I guess um, this was quite interesting and fascinating, Madame Boku. So well, thanks for sharing with oh, us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And if you <laughs> want to hear more about it, uh, or you want to reach out to us, reach DM out to us. us. If you think that you'd like to take a class, uh, you know, hit us up. We'll come up with something. Yeah, we, always, <laughs> always. But with that, I will bid you an au revoir. Au revoir. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, All of them. YouTube, <laughs> um, and definitely visit us at our Instagram at Secret Society Life. Our website is secretsociety.life. And thanks for joining us. Ciao. Bon au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. <laughs>